What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 18 of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Grant, and sitting across the table from me is... Cody Hager. The Culture Shock Podcast is a podcast where we talk about life, culture, and everything in between, and this week we'll be talking about sports. We'll be answering the question, how much is too much when it comes to sports fandom? But first, Cody. Yes. Who do we have with us today? We have... Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, what's your last name? My last name is Bledsoe. This is Dylan Bledsoe, one of our best friends from forever. Well, one of my best friends from like when? How old were we when we met? Uh, we were in sixth grade when we met originally. And then we didn't really hang out with Dylan. We, he was the guy who liked sports too much. <laughs> For real? <laughs> Cody. I never knew this. He would, we always knew Dylan as a guy who would post like countdowns for college football on Facebook. Oh. I was like, nobody knew who I was, and I'd be like, only 222 days till college football. <laughs> and then somehow we kept him around up until this time. Yeah. Yeah. So he's with us here today. Dylan, are you excited to be on that podcast no, I'm today? so excited. I've been counting down. <laughs> he has been. <laughs> We're, it's going to be our first deep dive into some sports talks today, which I know Cody's been yeah, waiting for. Yeah, we've been dying for this. There's been some really good stuff happening this summer. So, so we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah. But first, I have two questions for each of you. First. Two for each or for, two for both? Two for you'll, you'll just see. First, to get everybody kind of understanding who you are, who is your favorite sports team of all time? Dylan? Uh, University of Georgia football, definitely. I never would have guessed that. I know. <laughs> Wearing the Georgia shirt right now. If you can go on our Instagram, you can see our post with it on there. Dylan's rocking it. Cody? All time? All time. Oof. i I got to go with the University of South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to go University of Tennessee. I know. We're, we're going to Just have wait some, a few weeks. I promise it'll be different. We'll have some controversy within that. We'll it, see how week one goes. It'll come up really soon. It might be over. But here's my second question. Okay. okay. If today you were offered $1 million, mm-hmm. but you had to cheer for your biggest rival for the rest of your life, you could never cheer for your team ever again. You had to despise them like you despise your rival. Would you take the money? Dylan, you go first. <laughs> $1 million. A million dollars wouldn't be enough, I don't think. I, really, I couldn't retire on a million dollars. It's like it really wouldn't like. I mean, yeah, it would make my so life who, a little who bit better. Who's the team better, you'd have to pull for? Be pulling for? Would it be? I tech? mean, it, no, it would either be Florida or Auburn. That's what I thought. And oh, neither one of which. Yeah, I got rid of all my blue and orange once I graduated high school. Of I'm never going back. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was Auburn though? Would you change for Auburn? I feel like no. I, I, if anything, I think he hits Auburn. The I, most. I really. really? Like, and I think Auburn, I think I've added to it. Now, yeah, it's, and it's not even. It's unfortunate because the Auburn fans, like when I go to Auburn to watch Georgia play, the Auburn fans are so nice there. But it's the Auburn fans who live in Georgia are the ones who drive me absolutely oh, yeah. up the wall. Because we consider uh, we consider Auburn the safety school in Georgia. If you don't get into Georgia, you go to Auburn. It's the Georgia fans everywhere that drive me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> True, Cody. Uh, see, it would be Clemson for me. Could you do it? Yeah, for a million dollars, I'm not stupid. I'd do that. Yeah. But for the rest of my life, if it were like for the next 20 years or something, that would be no, no problem. No, forever. You're a, you're, you're a Dabo person. Yeah, that'd be tough. Person. I love Dabo. Exactly. So you can I, I've got no problem with Clemson right now. So yeah. I wouldn't mind it for a million dollars, I guess. Yeah. That would be tough. I'm the same way. It'd be either Georgia or Alabama, and I would say roll tide in a heartbeat for a million dollars. <laughs> but you change alliances anyway, right? Yeah. This is nothing new for Tyler. <laughs> I've always hated both those teams, though. I could not do it. <laughs> Um, so today we are going to be looking at fandom, and we're going to be picking Dylan's brain a little bit because he has some crazy experiences when it comes to sports fandom, college football in particular, but all around the board. Um, so first, first, fan versus super fan. What makes the difference between a fan versus a super fan versus hardcore fan, whatever? I think for me, like uh, the line is drawn between just a casual fan 
and an extreme fan is one where it legitimately just like it influences your your day-to-day life and even though like even for me like sometimes I know that like it shouldn't and it's very trivial it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things I don't know how to like turn that switch off in my brain (laughs) (laughs) he really does not so I mean people tell me all the time like you know Georgia loses on Saturday and I go into work on Monday and I'm just like mopey and everybody's like oh, I don't know what's wrong with you you're always smiling and I'm just like well it's because Georgia lost on Saturday and it was like oh get over it there's more important things and like yeah I know that but if it was that easy to get over I would already be over it do you, do you say the word we when you're talking about your teams definitely okay when when do you think that line should be drawn I say we of because like claiming a team yeah like, like yeah. we I'm a part of this because we okay. were at camp a few weeks ago and there was a kid pulling for Toronto in the NBA finals and he said we he was talking about we we the north because he was pulling for Toronto I'm like that's not a we by any means no you can, mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit more invested I think I say we because I mean when you consider all the all the money and time that I've invested in that team. Like, yeah, I know yeah. I'm not out there busting my butt in practice and stuff like that. We'll but, get into money in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, you know, I devote a significant portion of my life to that. And it's not by – I understand both sides. I understand when the players and the coaches and stuff, they don't like it when fans say we. But, and I don't mean any harm by it. It's just I feel that connected to I think with teams. college you have a, more of a connection whenever you went to that school as well. That's yeah, true. That's I a would good agree point. With that. Yeah, Elizabeth, she would die on that hill. Like – she she always gets so mad about people that are like, yeah. we 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 just say, oh, I went to Auburn, mm-hmm. and then there's me who we went to Lee. Go Flames! Yeah, I'm a big Flames fan. <laughs> Cody, would you yeah. consider yourself a super fan? No, 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 definitely not. Of any team? No, no, honestly. Okay. Yeah, that's that's easy because it doesn't affect my daily life. The closest it would come would be Tottenham. Really. Probably like over college football well, because South Carolina pay- is terrible. So at that, like, why even try and care at that point? You know? Yeah. Um, but you know, Tottenham play they play year round essentially with soccer, so it's easier to be involved constantly. Midweek games, weekend games. Like if I'm waking up at six thirty Central Time to watch a game where they play Stoke, you know, in Stoke, the FA yeah. Cup, like <laughs> I feel like that is some level of. Of fandom, but I'm not a super fan by any means. It doesn't affect my my life in that way. Yeah. I'd be bummed for like ten minutes. Like they lost the Champions League final, I was bummed that night, and I moved on. I'm the, I'm the same way with I, yeah. that day on a Saturday. Like I'm bummed whatever happens to that game, but I will usually rally pretty quick. But Dylan, are you a super fan? No, I consider myself a super fan. <laughs> yeah, like Dylan's like if they won, if Georgia won three games next year. You're still going to be hanging on every single play that happens, right? Definitely. Like, could be that's every the game, and yes, that's where you have like that separates the bandwagon fans <laughs> from the real fans. I mean, and I'll pout and rant and rave the entire time if George only wins three games next year, but yeah, I'll still be there. Yeah, I'll make sure they can hear my rants and raves. <laughs> Will you be calling for Kirby's head? No. Were you calling for Mark Rick's head? Yes. Yeah, I've been would. calling for Mark Rick's head since like 2010. Really? <laughs> what brought you wow. another Mark Rick? <laughs> no. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan, talk about your journey with loving sports from a kid until now. What kind of got you into it? What was it like in high school, college, now? or even like, before then, like when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what he's talking. Well, about. that's what I, I connect fandom to, like a little kid. Like okay. I watched games with my parents and with my yeah. aunt mainly, who was a South Carolina fan, and that's what I connected with. So but anyway, yeah. you were born suddenly. So, I was awake. <laughs> so yeah, was uh, actually brought home from the hospital uh, in a Georgia Bulldogs onesie. <laughs> Uh, maybe I can talk to Tyler and Cody about putting a picture of me coming back from the hospital on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get that to me, I'll, yeah, get, it. Yeah, be great. I'll get it for you. But uh, 
but yeah, so so really never really had a choice. Um, my dad uh, was a diehard Georgia Bulldogs fan, um, and uh, uh, so he, he he essentially passed that on to me. Uh, went to a few games with him as I was younger, um, but I really I never played sports when I was younger. Was very unathletic. I have no athletic bone in my body, and both of these guys sitting across from me can uh, attest to that. <laughs> he tries really hard. <laughs> He's not um, as bad as he says. Yeah, and, and some people say, like, I don't understand how you can be such a big sports fan when you didn't actually play sports growing up. But I always tell people, I almost think that made me like watching sports that much more because I almost got to overcompensate, you know, live vicariously through these athletes that I was watching on TV every week. Through David yeah. Pollock. Yeah. That could be me. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody does that too. It's like, well, you know, we went to conference <laughs> in football. So I can definitely be a football fan now, but it's like you're not yeah. getting paid three million a year yeah. to play football. So I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, everybody does that. Lives vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. So you were raised big into it, and then one of the biggest times I ever saw you huge into sports was whenever it came to high school football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were diehard Northwest Whitfield Bruins. That was the Bruins. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Well, and that's a little bit different too, right? Because it's like it's your best friends that are out there playing, and yeah. it's and it's like it's competitive football at that at that level. Like I mean, yeah, college football is obviously a little bit. You got more talent on the field and things like that but it's still competitive and it's your friends that are out there and it's just like you know friday night football especially down here in the south uh you know from georgia to florida all the way out to texas and california like it's uh high school football is just a way of life there's lots of talent you know you're playing teams each week that you know you may be playing against somebody like hey that safety's going to auburn next year or that running back's going to georgia next year yeah. like that's a lot of fun to watch i think um so but yeah i went to a in my four years uh, at Northwest, I only missed uh, two Northwest games total. Very impressive. I, I mean, I was up there with him. Like, I went to a lot, but Dylan would travel with that team so well. Yeah. Gosh. Talk about your experience really quick, your short experience with the Blue Crew. <laughs> what is yeah. the Blue Crew? So the Blue Crew was uh, – that was more of a, of a big thing when we were actually younger in high school, like freshmen and sophomores, and it kind of went away. And we tried to bring um, it back. We tried to bring it back for homecoming our senior year. Um, so we painted up. Like okay. from head to toe, it's completely blue. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do it. Blue and orange. <laughs> That's not and surprising. So the way that it's like you know you spell out, so you have to have what six people because it spells blue. B R U I N S. Yeah. Right. So so you have a letter. <laughs> exclamation mark. You need one more. <laughs> I think we had one. Did yeah, we, we used to. Sometimes you had an exclamation. Were you the excellent? Yeah. No, I was okay. the S. Okay. So I only did it one time because I really don't like. Yeah, I'm I'm a sports fanatic, but I don't. I don't. I'm not big on the painting up, wearing the wigs and everything like that. You're not like going to be the Georgia guy with the spike. No, that's, pads. That, that's never been me. So, okay. Um, but I did it for Blue Crew one year, uh, and I was actually the S. I was last in line because I was like, I'm slow, so like, I don't have one running across the field. I don't want. They run out with the team. Yeah, oh, they, they run they out lead, with the team. I lead. thought this was just in the stands. No, so they lead the team out. So uh, they came. We came out running. Everybody took off. Well, as soon as I started running, I tripped on something. I didn't completely fall, but it slowed me down. So it was like. Brewing, and then like five seconds later, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you had to do, and like I was going back to, I'm not athletic at all. You have to do push-ups after every uh, after every touchdown. And Northwest was horrible this year; like that they were so bad. And this was the year that they actually, uh, or this was the game that they scored like I think it was 30 points or something like that. <laughs> like it got to the point to where our friend Luke, who was on here a few weeks ago, um, took off, like got an got an open lane and was taken off to the end zone. And I was actually begging for somebody to tackle him because <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to do any more push-ups. I love it. I love Dylan on the Blue Crew. That was, that was some high experience. Are there pictures of this? I'm going to see this. Yeah, there are. Man, we're going to get all these. We've got to put them on a There's story. some good pictures yeah. for uh, 
to put on the Instagram, and I wish this were visual because we do have to put this yes, picture up at some point. Yes, it's one of my favorite pictures of Tyler, Tyler Beard and Grant. Oh, I can't believe you found Tyler that. as a, what was that, seven maybe? Maybe. Maybe seven years, years old. old. Georgia uh, throwing up double peace signs. Hat on sideways or backwards? I can't Dude, tell I was at this a, point. I was swagalicious, yeah. <laughs> as we would say in the 90s. I took this picture in 2015 when we were... Oh, like, I wonder what you're they, looking for. Your well, mom showed it to me one time. Whenever this goes live, we'll put all these up on Instagram stories. Yeah, so they were worth looking at. Um, yeah. So, do you know any sports fan who is more of a sports fan than you? Uh, I, for a long time, I didn't, uh, especially like being in Dalton, like growing up in Dalton. I didn't know, I didn't know any Georgia like fan that was a bigger Georgia fan than I was. Um, but now since I've gone to Georgia and I've graduated, um, and you know, at tailgates and things like that, you, you just meet a lot of people. So like yeah. one, one guy that I'm thinking of now is like one of my best friends, Halen, uh, from college. Her dad is by far the biggest Georgia fan that I've ever met in my entire life. Like, so, um. They uh they actually live in the same neighborhood as David Pollock. Oh wow! So did they move so, to that neighborhood because of David Pollock? No, I don't think so. So Mr. Nichols is actually a builder, and I want to think that say that he built David Pollock's house, maybe. Absolutely. But he's very intertwined with the athletic department. So where does David Pollock live now? Like, what is he in Athens? Uh, close to Athens. Okay. Yeah. David Pollock was a Georgia player. He Correct. Was and he's a yeah, bit, he's he was a, a linebacker, right? Yeah, he uh, was a defensive end at Georgia. And he's a um, game day analyst now. Game yeah, day he's now. on TV all the time. Yeah. yeah. So um, Mr. Nichols is probably definitely like the uh, level that I strive. Like they go to every single game and they take their RV to every single game, no matter how far away it is. Wow. So if they've got to travel really far, they'll leave on like Tuesday with the RV. Um, if it's a close game, they'll leave on Thursday. So when's yeah. the RV coming in for you? <laughs> uh, I still got a little while for that. You know, I'd, I'd probably have to pump the brakes on my season tickets for a little while, but uh, I can't oh, do that. I have to pay off the Jeep Cherokee first. So, Dylan, you're definitely a Georgia fan, obviously. Who's been your favorite Georgia player of all time? David, David Pollock. Pollock. David Pollock? Yeah. Because so, there have been some Georgia greats that there, have come through. There I definitely mean. have. But David Pollock, I think, is just because, like, that was – so David Pollock played between – Oh, one and oh four, mm-hmm. and that so was how old were we? So we were like in fourth grade to or no third grade to sixth grade, I guess. Yeah. And that was really when I was just kind of starting to understand like what football is, how the game works, things like that. So and then like and at that time, Georgia was early in Mark Rick's career. It was David Green and David, you know, David yeah. Green on one side of the ball, David Pollock on the other side of the ball. Um, and I don't know, just David Pollock, like he just was the guy that I. That I stuck to. Dylan's logging for everything. It's like Dylan be 47. Mm-hmm. 47 because of David Pollock. Really? Yeah. That's curious. Yeah. Um, but another thing, I think with Georgia fans on the whole, ooh. I don't know if you guys would agree with this, but everybody <laughs> thinks, ooh, who's not a Georgia fan. But also, there's a lot of casual Georgia fans. It's like, I'm trying to think of another sports franchise to like connect it to. I don't. I, the only thing I can think of is like the Patriots. Like, oh yeah, I'm a Pats fan for sure. Yeah. But like they'll watch three games out of the year or something, and but they'll have Georgia gear everywhere. Sure. And Georgia's one of the biggest college football teams I think I've ever seen, where you really have to try and separate yourself from like I'm not a Georgia fan. Like I'm a Georgia fan. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean that that's definitely true, and I think every, especially like in the SEC, with maybe the exception of like. Vanderbilt in Arkansas. Like yeah. I, I think that they, I think <laughs> I that, love Vandy. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they, you now, baby. Nobody really hates Vanderbilt, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think every school struggles with that a little bit, and you know, a lot of people, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier is like you know going to the school versus not going to the school and still pulling for the team, and a lot of people that went to the school have this almost like 
elitist attitude yes. about it that like oh well I went there so you can't pull for them and I don't necessarily think that's the case like if you're talking about like some random off the wall school like Rice University in Texas mm. like who like you the don't Rice. really have just like many casual fans of Rice University but George I mean like they, they represent the entire state so yeah. it's like it you're never gonna have and, and like Georgia Tech is almost the complete opposite like you have a few casual Georgia Tech fans but for the most part Georgia Tech fans or Georgia Tech fans because they went there or somebody yeah. in their family went there. Yeah. So, so moving on from Georgia for just a second, yeah. who do you cheer for besides Georgia? Because you have a very interesting choice of teams. It's, <laughs> it's not all Georgia teams. Yeah, it's a, and sometimes I wish it was just for like the sake of like being able to go to more of the games. But sometimes my bank account's probably like, thank you for choosing other. Spending us our next two points in just a second. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's true. So. Um, so my favorite NFL team is actually Cincinnati Bengals. Cause duh. Because no, uh, when David Pollock got drafted, uh, when he went to the draft, I said wherever wherever he goes, I'm going. And so he went to and he's stuck with and it. He went to Cincinnati and he only played. I was I, curious why Cincinnati. Yeah, he played one full season there, uh, and then he got injured and he uh, broke his neck. Unfortunately, the first game of the second season and. Um, he never played again. So, but I, I stuck with him. <laughs> um, I mean, he can move now. Like, well, yeah, not, sure. Like he's super athletic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's still athletic. But like they, they were talking. Uh, it's just not a good. The doctor idea. <laughs> said that yeah, it wouldn't be a good idea for him to come back. And, and but so Dylan's now he's stuck with the team. Yeah. Which? Well, I mean, when you stick with a team, Tyler, I know this is lost on you, but when you stick with a team, that's what you—that's what you're doing is sticking with the team through thick and thin. Now, Tyler, I think we need to give a little bit of background of your fandom okay. because. Well, first off, we just saw a picture where you were all Georgia'd out, and then something about a Tennessee fan. I don't know if that's okay. around anymore. Okay. And now it's Auburn. All right, I was raised a diehard Tennessee fan. Don't know why, really. You were born in Georgia. I was born in Georgia. Yeah. My, I don't know. My dad pulled for somebody. Then he went to a Tennessee game and was like, "That was fun. Let's go Vols." So he was a diehard Tennessee fan. So I pulled for Tennessee forever. My cousin went to Auburn whenever I was younger. So she was there during the '03 season. Jason Campbell, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac. So I never hated Auburn because I had that allegiance to Auburn already, right? Dylan's looking at me like he's going to kill me. Well, in Tennessee and Alabama were, they're a rivalry, right? Tennessee and Alabama are yeah. a So then you rivalry. could kind of pull for the Yeah, opposite. so Tennessee and yeah. Auburn have always kind of been like on speaking terms. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I started dating Elizabeth, she was at Auburn. So I was like, okay, I could start to like Auburn. And then 2013 was the miracle year for Auburn. I was at the craziest games ever. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't not like Auburn after that. So I married into an Auburn family. I still love Tennessee. But I love Auburn too. <laughs> All right. well. But it really, for Tyler, though, it really will like if he, if he brings up football on the podcast about football season, he'll he'll talk more about the team that's doing better. I just want everybody to understand oh, definitely. that. <laughs> definitely, because Tennessee, as as everybody is, I'm sure well aware, has not been very good for the past decade. So that's no, why it's almost been almost two decades. Hey, it's, it's, now. it's their year this year. <laughs> no, it so it's been easier for Tyler to pull for Auburn. Tyler, South Carolina better. and Tennessee will be fighting for fourth place in the East. Dude, I was so mad at that Tennessee-South Carolina game last year. Yeah. I know, Tennessee was up by like 21, and then they Let's blew game cocks. Just like everything. They yes. blew everything. They're <laughs> awful. Will Muschamp and his perfect War Eagle. <laughs> yeah. War Eagle, baby. So, like, those are, like, I'm not, yes... I remember, okay, I remember 2013 whenever I was like tweeting all about Auburn going to the national championship. Dylan, I remember too. Dylan was all over Twitter, and he probably got some of his most retweeted <laughs> tweets from like dogging on me being a bandwagon fan. Yes, but that so was here, the definition of it that year, though, right? Because they made that yeah, crazy run. It definitely run. was the definition. Like Tyler just, was such a bandwagon fan that year. But it just happened to be the year that I started dating the girl that I married and went to all the games. Okay, since we're ragging on Tower, let's take a second and define what a true bandwagon fan is. Okay. Right? Define so, it. 
like you were saying, it's somebody who did not pull for the team before they went on a good run. I would pull for Auburn before. You would, but did you? 2011. Tell me what happened to Auburn that year. Wait, was that the Cam Newton year? 2010. 2010. 2010, they went undefeated and beat Oregon in the national championship. But still, were you pulling for them after that? I mean, I was pulling for them to win games. Okay, anyway. But a bandwagon fan, somebody you don't pull for them before, and then they have a great season, or they come out of nowhere and you start pulling for them. Correct. Is that the simplest way to say it, or is there more to it? I like it. No, I would think that. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, I had bandwagon tendencies for Auburn. But I'm not a bandwagon fan. Correct. Because I had like you do have a connection, a connection, to it. but it's still it's like you it just happened to be the year that was like the most bandwagon year there ever could have been. I'll give you that. You know that was a crazy year though. It was. There, there's not much that compares to that year. And like my, Judah's never gonna wear Tennessee stuff. Elizabeth won't let him wear Tennessee stuff. She's Even like, I bought Judah Auburn stuff when he was born because I was like, this baby does not need to be confused. Like he needs to just be an Auburn baby. Like he came home with like an Auburn hat on his head. Really? Yeah. Just I mean, because it's an Auburn family. She went there. Her whole family's went there. Like I understand that. Hmm. But I'm always gonna pull for Tennessee. Like, even if they played each other SEC championship, I think I'm pulling Tennessee. Like mm-hmm. when they played in basketball this year. I pulled Tennessee. That's true. That's true. I'll yeah. give you that. One, uh, one, since I'll, I'll give Tyler some, some credit with this story. Oh, I'm um, so glad. <laughs> you get some credit. So 2013, the year that we're talking about with Auburn, we had actually, uh, if any of you have ever watched How I Met Your Mother, we made a slap bet, me and oh, Tyler and I yes. did, on the Georgia-Auburn game that year. And so that was the year that, you know, Georgia had won the game, and it was you know Auburn had fourth and ten on like their own thirty yard line. Fourth and eighteen, whatever. I try to <laughs> I try to block it out of my mind, but that's um, no. Yeah, let's pull it up. But uh, Nick Marshall just chucked a hail mary and it deflected oh, that was out the of double interception. Yeah, it yeah, deflected yeah, out of two yeah. of Georgia's safety. And Ricardo hands. Lewis was like, "Hey, ball!" And, and he Auburn, wasn't really just running, and it just fell into. He his overrun hands. the ball by like five yards. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know why he even kept running. I would have stopped. And Whatever. so Auburn ended up, you know, winning the game. And, of course, like it was, you know, Georgia had come back from like – it had to have been like four touchdowns at that was, point. Yeah, like it was, it was an was insane comeback. comeback. And and so I was so excited to slap Tyler. And then it was like all the, like I felt the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And, <laughs> and uh, to Tyler's credit, he did he did, he had mercy on me. He did not slap me even though – You can do it on the Instagram. <laughs> no, it's oh. already been decided. The slap's not happening. <laughs> But Aaron Murray almost did lead a he did. He almost drive him like back. thirty seconds left. He I was did. scared. Those are some yeah. great years for Georgia of continually falling short. That yes. was the SEC Choking. championship no, the, year the year before. Of, yeah, the year the year before was when we lost to Alabama. Yeah. With on that, that last five yard play. Line. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'll remember that for a long time. So yeah, oh, man, man made me feel kind of bad about myself. But whatever. War Eagle <laughs> go balls. <laughs> Let's talk about the differences between game atmosphere and watching it on TV. Because okay. you go to games. I do. As much as you can. Yeah. Why? Uh, so I calculated or I counted the other day and I've been to seventy eight Georgia games in the past Holy ten years. Just so, the University of Georgia. Just UGA. So I, I believe that's fifty 50 home games and 28 away games. Oh, my God. <laughs> the 28 away games are what's impressive. That's yeah. so impressive. Well, I, I mean, I, I almost like, you know, of course, I love being in Sanford Stadium on Saturdays, but I love yeah. going I love going to follow my team wherever they go team. as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, college football's got almost a, a crisis on their hands now with attendance because it is so nice to just be able to watch it at home and you've got the bathroom two steps away and you got all the food in your refrigerator and, it's nice and cool inside, and you got a 65-inch TV mm. with HD, and, and you get mm. to see the replays from all different angles. Mm-hmm. I, I see that argument. I definitely do. Um, I've just 
I physically like him ill when I'm not at the stadium. <laughs> FOMO to the extreme. Yeah, wow. absolutely. So, uh, so I don't know what it is about. I guess it's just like something that you just like you grew up with it, and it's just like that's just how I imagine my college football Saturdays now. It's like I can't imagine. Yeah. Like it's very weird for me to not be at the stadium. You, you go out and you tailgate. Y'all do it. Yeah, big we're out day. there. You know, we're out there eight or nine o'clock, regardless of what the game time is. Eight o'clock or not, eight or eight or nine in the morning, um, regardless of what time kickoff is at. So kick, you know, tailgate could be two hours. It could yeah. be ten hours. So, um, so yeah, it's it's just a ton of fun. Cody, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. How many South Carolina games have you been to the past your whole life? How many have you been to? Four. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or a couple of them away. A couple of them home. I, and then for me, I've probably been to 12 or 13 Auburn games. Yeah. And then, like, about the same with Tennessee. I've seen Tennessee play Auburn four times. Huh. Which is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I do agree with you. Like, being at the stadium is just... Yeah. It's just something. There's... Mm-hmm. Especially in college football, there's an atmosphere that is like no other sporting event. And in, in the SEC, especially. So. And be, I mean, being in stadiums of 90 to 100,000 people is just yeah. the most unreal feeling. Well, one of the South Carolina games I went to was at Vandy. <laughs> so 30,000. 30,000. They packed that game out. It was hates, we won on the last-minute field goal. So, so what was the yeah. what was the best live experience you've ever had at the game? I know what it is. Yes, yeah, so, so the is. best live experience is I tell people this all the time, and it's like unfortunate because I almost feel like I peaked at 24 years old. <laughs> I'm never going to have gone to a better sporting event. But uh, two years ago, uh, we went to the out to Los Angeles when Georgia played Oklahoma in the Rose yes. Bowl. Oh, wow. Um, and that was definitely just like it, it, it was – for Georgia to be, you know, I've waited my entire life for Georgia to be this close to a national championship game. They're finally there. We're down by 17 points, you know. Getting killed. Yeah, you know, Baker Mayfield's having his way with us. We come back in the second half. We take the lead. Oklahoma scores two late touchdowns to take the lead back. And then we score at the last minute to tie it. And then it goes into double overtime. Like, And, and it's just like it's the Rose Bowl, right? It's just yeah. like it, it really does feel different out there because it's just like it's the granddaddy of the that ball. And it, and it definitely feels you like You told it. me that felt more like the national championship than a week later. Yeah, like honestly the season could have ended. Well, I wish it would have ended right then <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that felt much more like the national championship to me than the next week did. And I almost felt because the next week when we played Alabama in the national championship, it was in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, a stadium that I've been in you know, 50 times by now at this point. So still have yet to be in the bins. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it it's crazy. But it's like, I always imagine myself for a national championship game. You travel to a stadium you've never been to before. And it was yes. just like, and I live like five minutes from the stadium. So it's just like, I just wake up and drive down the road. <laughs> that was the worst national championship. That was, Auburn yeah. had beat both of those teams that year. That was the only solace that I found in that game is that Auburn was sitting there saying, we beat both we these beat teams and teams. we're watching And now we have TV. to pull for our, one of our biggest rivals against our biggest rival. <laughs> that's, the, that's the SEC for you, though. Yeah. 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 What's, what's the best game you've ever been to? Have you, ever, have you been to a crazy one? Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a real crazy one. Not really. Mainly just watch them on TV. Uh, like we could talk about the money part of it, but it is expensive to go, and you never know which games are going to be great. Like you could have a Georgia Alabama in the national championship, and it could be just a bit of a yeah. dud of a game. Or, right. It just comes down to yeah. that game. So not really. I mean, a, a couple games at Williams Bryce were crazy. I will say this: in two thousand nine, South Carolina um, won the SEC East, the only time we ever have. That was the year they played Auburn. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Twenty ten. That's twenty ten. Twenty eleven season, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, and. We had beaten Florida, I want to say, to actually seal the SEC East. And it was the first time ever. And I remember driving to Williams-Brice to welcome the team in um, at midnight. 
and Spurrier was there, Lattimore was there. Um, it was just a great thing. It was, you know, a couple thousand fans um, at the very bottom of the stadium. So that was cool. Uh, but as far as games, I don't remember anything crazy other than Vandy. We won on the last second field goal. And that was yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> mine's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah that's not fair. <laughs> Both I, those are fantastic. Yeah. Like that's really not fair. You, okay, so for those of you who don't know, I went to that game we were talking about with Auburn versus Hail Georgia, Mary. the yeah. Miracle and Jordan Hare. I never thought I'd see a game better than that. <laughs> and two weeks later, um, some of Elizabeth's friends bought me a ticket. I, I helped a little bit for the Iron Bowl to come down and surprise her. So it was number two versus number four. The winner goes to the SEC West champion, who's going to yeah. championship. Alabama versus Auburn. Play Missouri. For those who don't know. Who's then going to basically win that and going to go to the national championship? Yep. So back and forth game, whole game, and then Nick Saban decides to kick a last second 59 yard field goal, comes up short. Chris Davis catches it, runs 108 yards back. Craziest. Almost stepped ever. out of bounds. <laughs> almost didn't. Know. So Did not. Almost, yeah. almost stepped. Out we of all bounds. stormed the field like it was one of those moments you'll never forget. I remember that game actually vividly because we Georgia was playing Georgia Tech at just about the I think kickoff was almost at the exact same time. Um, and was we it, were we were the three thirty game was the Iron Bowl yeah and I think we were three thirty on ABC maybe yeah, okay. or something so it, it was very similar so our game Georgia and Georgia Tech had gone to double overtime that year so it took a little bit longer so we were leaving the stadium and you know the stadium or a signal gets kind of jammed in the stadium so everybody's trying to figure out what the score of the Auburn Alabama game was and and somebody's phone was like oh Alabama made a field goal and and won it at the end and then some other phone was like no he missed a field goal and it's going to overtime and then there was like this one <laughs> random person who was like. My phone's telling me that Alabama missed a field goal and that Auburn ran it back 108 yards, and we were all like, okay, that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we I called, I instantly called my dad and asked him to tell me what happened, and yeah, it was pretty crazy. Which game do you think is more iconic? Because I really don't know. The, the Rose Bowl, the, the, the Dillon's that, or the Kick Six? The Kick Six. Yeah, I think the Kick Six. I think it's more iconic in, like, the grand scheme of things, but, like... I mean the, the the Rose Bowl was just like it was just like it was just a very good game. Yeah. As a neutral, just, watching that game was more fun beginning to end. Right, because it's just like it's just constantly back and forth. But yeah. in terms of like, you're always going to remember. Like yeah. as a Georgia fan, I'll always remember the Rose Bowl. But like other fans may not. You know that may neutral fans it may yeah. drift off. But like everybody remembers that case. I remember the call. I remember so. them saying, "Oh, it's going to overtime." Wait, oh, he called it, and yeah. then running it left side line, yeah, and just straight up, yeah, yeah. Almost tripping over one of his teammates. Man, no. Yeah. But and see, and, and it's those moments right there that really keep me going back to the stadium because it's like a, you have those big moments like that. And like, yeah, they're still they're still cool to watch on TV, but like the euphoria and like the adrenaline rush that you get yes. being at the stadium in those moments. And that's what like keeps me because, like you said, I do have FOMO. Like, yeah. I never want to miss that something feeling. like that. So that's why I try we to go to as many Georgia games. Like, we were so nervous. Everybody, like, yeah. Because it had been prolonged. They were seeing if there was a second left on the clock, all this stuff. And it took so long. I forgot about that. That was a coach's challenge to get that second on the clock. Yes. Because right? yeah. Saban was just trying to get field goal range. And yeah. So we're all freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, they're going to kick a last second field goal. So we're all like just tense and freezing. Mm-hmm. And then just crazy. Yeah. yeah. That was insane. Oof. So, Dylan, as a Georgia fan, you've mm-hmm. experienced heartache in football, <laughs> baseball, basketball, pretty much all the major sports. Mm-hmm. Besides equestrian. Well, and gymnastics. Yeah. We own g- gymnastics and equestrian. But the state of Georgia recently has had a championship in soccer, and we you are have. a big Atlanta United fan. I am. So I'm really curious what the differences are between, you know, Georgia football or um, – even the Falcons. Yeah. And uh, so, I, so I also have season tickets to Atlanta United. So, oh, and, sure. <laughs> and uh, Atlanta United is, uh, if nothing else, it's best for the season just lasts so long. It's just like, it's almost like it 
yeah. helps fill the college football off season because you know uh, MLS starts in March, early March. So yeah. it's like it you you wait two months for football to be over and then soccer starts. So, um, so yeah, both teams are uh, you know they did win MLS Cup last year. People in Georgia have very differing opinions on it. The people who are Atlanta United fans say that it has officially lifted the the state of Georgia championship curse. Whereas like the other the other people so. who don't like soccer saying it's not a big enough sport for it to count but i mean i would differ just in the sheer fact that like it was sold out mercedes-benz stadium yeah the cheapest ticket on subhub was like three or four hundred bucks like it like regardless of how people they want to keep dissing soccer and they don't want to embrace it like soccer is it's in the south and it's in atlanta even it's like the perception of the team i bet I mean, Atlanta probably had more solid games than the Falcons did. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, well, it's well, so it's different. So for six game or five or six games a year, they'll open up the entire stadium. Got it. So for most of the games, they veil off the the third level of the stadium. So what's so, capacity? Whenever so they, when, when they, they veil it off, capacity is about forty five thousand. Okay. But still, if you look at the rest of like, but they the, set the record for. Oh yeah, we have like the top like top. I think it's seven like, in the world. Yeah, like nine or like the nine or ten most attended MLS games of all time are all Atlanta United. But in the world, the Stadium holds the seven for like number seven in the world for the last year for Correct. soccer. For yeah, yeah. like attendance. right now yeah. for the, for this calendar year in 2019, Atlanta United ranks. I think it, it was on the Halo board last week. I think it ranks like 17th. Wow, amongst like any soccer team in the entire world, which Dang. is insane. It is, so. and, that, and that stadium was built for United. Well, I mean, it was built for the Falcons. It, I mean, yeah. So I mean, so the stadium sure. had yeah. been announced before before Atlanta United was announced to the public. However, I have to think that like Arthur Blank had already assumed yes. had already begun thinking about Atlanta United before he made the final decision to build that stadium. Yeah. What so. is like what are the biggest kind of culture or atmosphere differences? I mean, in the bins itself versus um I don't know, being in a Georgia game. Yeah, so well, you know, at college football like tailgating is every bit of as important as or even more important than the actual game itself. Um, there are plenty of tailgates at, at, at Atlanta United games, which is a unique thing because that's I don't really think tailgating is a very big part of soccer. I mean, I know it's not in any other country, but at least like here in the, even in the MLS, it's tailgating's not a very big thing. Um, but Atlanta United has you know, they've they've kind of brought that because Georgia's such a football hotbed like they've kind of brought that culture from football over to soccer where it's like everybody's outside tailgating the only difference may be that you're kicking a soccer ball as opposed to throwing a football yeah so um but the atmosphere in the stadium i tell everybody it's 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 the closest thing that you'll get to a college football game because you have the supporter section that's over there chanting waving their flags all the time which like i would equivalent to a student section at, at a major at a major college football game um, and then you've got, you know, your wine and cheese crowd in the club section. And then you've got your people that <laughs> that's just... That's my people. Yeah, yeah that's our for sure. And then you've got your people, you know, your, your fans that are in the rest of the stadium that are standing up. Like, that's a big thing at Atlanta United Games. It's just like nobody really sits down that much. Um, and at this point, it's like it's not really up for debate. Like, if, if you come in and you tell people to sit down, they'll just laugh at you because that's yeah. just what Atlanta United is. Like, you stand yeah. up the entire time you're at the game. So Love it. Mm. Yeah, the few games we've been to... Are just fantastic because I, I mean we sit one. in the top top <clears throat> part like but it's still it's crazy up there and the supporter section I mean they could be doing VAR review and the supporter section is just like yeah insane. they're still going at it the whole time they fill that stadium with yeah. noise which is just crazy I've been to one MLS game and that was when we were yeah. in uh, Utah <laughs> we all saw like that was a fun game versus Portland Timbers I think I don't remember 
Um, Rio Tinto is definitely a small stadium compared well, to... Well, and there's advantages to But it was a good that. one, though. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like Gillette or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely advantages to that. Like, uh, some sometimes I really wish that Atlanta United just had their own soccer-specific stadium that yeah. held about forty to 50,000 people because, like... No, you know, there's Atlanta United stuff all over the uh, all over the stadium and whatnot, but like even the club seats, like they're these nice leather fold-down chairs. They've all got the Falcons emblem yep. mm-hmm. stitched into the chair. So it's yep. like, you know, Atlanta United, that's their home, but it's like it's also was built primarily for the Falcons who can't even get like 60,000 people in their stadium right now. So. Didn't didn't the MLS Cup outsell the Super Bowl? I know they're probably seeing yeah, restrictions so, wide. Yeah, but. sure. Yeah, it did. I mean, that was a big thing for like – yeah, that, that was a big stat that soccer people like to but they were be both sold about. out but yeah they were yeah. both sold out of course like the cheapest ticket of the Super Bowl was like three thousand dollars yes <laughs> so a little, a little bit, bit different in price but yeah. <laughs> so two more big questions before we go okay for, so one what is the emotional impact that sports have on you uh that's too, a big, big too, question <laughs> I can tell you this it's too much for sure <laughs> Talk, okay Talk about the day after the national championship when Georgia lost to Alabama. Yeah, so um, at that time, I was working for a uh, company called 84 Lumber, and my boss, uh, who was at our corporate office in Pittsburgh, you know, was a big football fan himself. Um, So he was so flexible with me when it came to like, you know, hey, we're going to the Rose Bowl. You mind if I have a few days off? No, go take it. So like I get back from the Rose Bowl. And I go to work the next day, and I text him. I was like, hey, can you call me when you have a minute? He says, "He says, yeah, I'll call you in a minute. But he said, if this is about the national championship, just know you can take whatever time you want yeah. off to have it off. And I was like, okay, this That's is big. awesome. Yeah. So so I took the day off uh, of the game, which, which was, was on a Monday. Monday. Yeah. yeah, And then I told him that I would log in from home on Tuesday, depending on what happened Monday. <laughs> um, so obviously, as I'm sure you know, most of you know, because you know, Cody and Tyler live in Alabama, so I'd imagine a few of their listeners live in Alabama as well. Alabama did beat Georgia in overtime uh, to win the national championship. After Georgia had controlled a lot of the game. Yep. Yeah, so for sure. So that's Just been, like the SEC championship. Yeah, I was about to say, the last two years. Yep. I think it, it, it's crazy the stat I, I saw. It was like the last two years – Georgia and Alabama have played, and Georgia has led or yes. for like 118 of the 120 minutes of gameplay. Isn't that crazy? Alabama sold its soul to football. Yeah, Nick Saban definitely did. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but emotional impact. Yeah, so emotional impact. So anyway, so you know, get home really late that night. I mean, the game was just a few minutes from our house, but you know, traffic and everything else. So it was like it was probably like 1, 30, 2 o'clock in the morning before I got home, and like I didn't say a word the entire time like I walked out it was freezing cold it was raining outside I walked to the car with my hands folded like didn't say a word to anybody um and I think the biggest thing about it was like for me was so insulting was just like I was like so distraught like one of the worst days of my life and Alabama fans were just like oh real Todd like it, it literally like it was literally like winning another football game to them and it was just like I would literally do so much for, <laughs> to have a trophy like that have so, one your 50 yeah so oh anyway I ended up going home and I probably slept till like I don't know it was probably like one or two o'clock in the afternoon the next day like all I wanted to do was like and I just like it was such like an emotional hangover like I literally woke up with a headache and my, I was nauseous and I was just like it was just a horrible day um, so but yeah and, and that just like you know games like that they they affect me for a long time I just, so i remember getting on instagram and seeing his story of him just like laying in bed just like <laughs> well <laughs> this is life yeah, yeah so and, and it's not that bad you know for every time like sometimes georgia like loses like i remember a few years kirby's first year like we played one of those fcs teams like Nichols or something like that yeah and we barely won like we won by like two points yeah. and like that's a game when you would be like like, I wasn't even, like, mad or happy that we won. Like, I was just like, 
in a state of like pure annoyance. I was yeah. just like, I don't know why on earth this team. So it's like different depending on each game. Right. Like, so sometimes you win a game, you, you know, and, and you react and you're happy for the whole week. And sometimes it's just like, oh, it's just another win. But sometimes you lose a game and you can get over it the next day. But, you know, these losses to Alabama continue to, to hurt very hard. So is the most ecstatic you've ever been after a game the Rose Bowl? Or is oh, there, for sure. What so, are, how does Atlanta United win in the MLS Cup compare? Atlanta United was fun only because it was like my actual first championship, championship that I've gotten to see one of my teams win. I mean, so I'm a Blue Jay, a Toronto Blue Jays fan in, in baseball because my family's from Toronto. Um, and they won the World Series, I think, when I was like six months old in 1993. So I can't really <laughs> count that one. So really, other than that, they're the only team. Atlanta United's the only team that I've seen win a championship, and it was and it was like it was pretty awesome, right? Like we were like on the fifth row, yeah. in the lower wow. level, like you know, down there with everything, and it was you know you got to host, and yeah. I was so scared because it was cold, it was rainy, it was in Mercedes Benz Stadium, which was almost the exact same as the national championship when Georgia played Alabama. Yeah. It was cold, rainy, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and I was just like, I, I can't handle another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, winning MLS Cup was uh, was pretty monumental in my life for sure, so it was awesome. Out of all 26 years of life, mm-hmm. all the teams that Dylan has, the very wide variety, he's had one national championship. One championship. One championship. Do you pull for the Braves at all? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I go to a lot of Braves games just because we're close to the stadium, but and and I'll pull for them, but mm-hmm. I, they don't like them winning. Doesn't do yeah. anything for yeah. me. But I think it's time yeah. for the question we've all been waiting for for Dylan. Oh no! <laughs> how much money have you spent? How are we phrasing this? And mm-hmm. of your own money, have you spent on, on sporting sports? events? I think is the way to say it. Because if you count merchandise, that gets a little. Yeah, it gets a little stupid. So, it gets a little crazy. I, Cody and I were talking about it, just us two, the other day. <clears throat> I said the over-under at 25000 Cody, what are you taking? I'll take the over on that. Okay, I'll, you're I'll, taking I'll, under. I'll take the under. Yeah, so, I'll take the over. Dylan, what was the number you came up with? So, well, it, it's hard because, like, you know, when I was in middle school and high school, of course, like, most of the ones that I went to, my parents bought. Yeah. Or I went with a friend or something like that. Like, I didn't <laughs> have my own money to spend. So, if you're counting those, then, yeah, I would think, twenty, like, probably a little bit over twenty five. Okay. Um, but since then though, like really it's like, I'm talking probably from like senior year of high school to now. Yeah. You're probably looking, I don't know, maybe 20,000. That's close. Cause, That's close. I mean, cause even like for this year, so this year. That's the Vegas number or 25 right there. <laughs> <laughs> so this year actually is, uh, well, I'm going to, uh, knock on wood right here. Um, I'm actually, this is going to be the first year where I've gone to every single Georgia football game. So I'm going to all 12 regular season. And whatever postseason we go to, so I'm hoping that's 15 games. Yeah. Um. So I budgeted, you know, just did like a quick estimate of like what my budget should look like for that. And I already have my season tickets for the seven home games and the away games, and like you're talking about travel. Like if we have to go to Phoenix for a semifinal, and like so I put my budget oh, like Molly. it could possibly be between like four and five thousand dollars for the year. And I'm sitting here thinking, complaining about like, oh, I wish I could pay my car off sooner. And I'm like, well, I probably could if I just stopped <laughs> going to football games. But <laughs> I will maybe spend $100 on sports this year. I hope I don't spend that much. We should go to an Auburn game this year. They are fun. We need to go to an Atlanta United game before we do that. Auburn's 30 minutes down the road. Atlanta's an hour and a half. But you're going to go to an Auburn game with us. Yeah. I'll, I'll go I to just one, drove but... from Atlanta yesterday and I would like to contest that statement. To Mercedes-Benz, right? It took me three and a half hours to get here yesterday. What? Well, I also left after rush. I left in rush hour, so I made it to a game, and I left an hour forty five before it started. But you left after church, like it was yeah. like a weird. And, Sunday. Yeah, there talk- wasn't any traffic. Yeah. Weren't so. you talking about how you missed the only goal of the game that time? No, that was another one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. as we conclude our talk on sports, is it worth it being a diehard fan for a team? 
For me, Emotionally. yes. Okay. For me, yes, but I wouldn't recommend it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> your, your life will be a lot happier if you just don't. If you just don't. So how much is too much when it comes to sports fandom? Probably what I'm at. <laughs> Probably <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> That's funny. Dylan's the benchmark of like this is. If you're over Dylan, you need to stop. <laughs> Dylan's over. <laughs> no, Gosh. that's funny. Um. So before we go, we got some questions for you, Dylan. We yeah. ask this question every week okay. on the Culture Shark Podcast. All right. I think you're ready for it. Okay. I hope so. What you binging? So it's a show on Hulu called Letter Kenny. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it. Bringing us some new stuff. Yeah. What? <laughs> so you all are going to roll your eyes at me, but it is a very uh, Canadian <laughs> TV comedy. <laughs> um, I am half Canadian, for those of you who don't know, and my friends never let me uh, They never let me live it down. We talked it's something good. to be ashamed of. We, so. You listened to the Seattle episode with Luke, right? I did, yeah, and we, you did say that you would live in Canada. so I did, and we talked mm. about 10 Bits in a really good yeah, way. Yeah, 10 Bits are very good. So. so I don't know what they are. But, yeah, so it's a very um, it's it's very Canadian. It's almost so Canadian to the point I couldn't even understand what they were saying for the first Ooh. few episodes. Like, it's real Canadian, so but it is hysterical. And what's the name of it? Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. It's about a town of, like, 5,000 people, and it's hockey players rednecks and gothics gothic people and like how they intertwine in one city super interesting uh, that's awesome yeah. <laughs> i probably won't check it out no nope. but it's okay <laughs> too canadian for me it's too canadian yeah. a little too canadian is that all you're binging uh and i still watch boy meets world all the time too so <laughs> would you yeah. want to do the favors of asking cody cody yeah what you binging oh man he just yelled at you i know <laughs> Judah's awake now. i'm really scared now um that's a great question I was trying to think. Oh, I have. I went back and started watching Sherlock again. Okay, that's oh, so good. We could just watch that. Benedict again Cumberbatch and, again. and Martin Short. Is his name? Uh, Martin something. I think it's Martin Short. Is it Martin Short, Short, the one from Jungle to Jungle? I don't, I don't want to say Martin Lawrence. I know that's not it. Keep, um, t- keep talking. Martin. That's he played. Bug he played Frodo or yeah. Bello. It's not Martin Short. No, Martin <laughs> Short's from Jungle to Jungle. I just told you that. We got to figure. Martin this out Freeman. First. Is it Freeman? Yeah. Okay, Martin Freeman. Anyway. Um, yeah, I've been watching that a little bit, um, and then... Martin uh, Short and Martin Freeman look a lot alike. Do they? Yeah. There's Martin Short. From Santa Claus 2? Yeah. And then Martin Freeman. Like, do you see the similarities? I can yeah. be similar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, kept on reading uh, Red Rising, Iron Gold. Really good. Okay. And the new Red Rising book comes out this week, Dark Age. So, really nerdy stuff no one cares about. Moving on. Tyler, what's up? What you binging? Dude, I finally saw Spider Man. I know, yeah. Dylan, have you seen it? You just recently saw it. I can't, I can't believe you weren't there, like camping out the night before it opened. <laughs> Dude, having a baby changes everything. Yeah, I guess so. The Christmas song says it best. Baby changes everything. Have you ever heard that Christmas song? I have. I like think they're talking about Jesus. Baby though. Jesus yeah, they changes are, everything. They definitely yeah. are cha- talking about Jesus. Okay. In, in that. But yeah, saw Spider Man. Enjoyed it. Thoughts? I really did like the movie. Liked it better than Homecoming, and I thought Mysterio was a great villain. You, you kind of get sold that he's like going to be kind of good for a second, and you're mm-hmm. like, "This is not right." And then they do his like smoke and mirror stuff in such a different way than like movie effects from the '60s in the comics and yeah. the movie. It's I like it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I boycotted it because I'm still Team Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Whoa! So you boycotted the last four. Mm-hmm. So Dylan's a little bit behind on that one. Yeah, just a bit. And then two other things. Yeah. So one, have you ever watched Yes Theory on YouTube? No. Nope. Have you ever heard of Yes Theory? No. I've heard of it. I just don't know what it is. I think if we were single and had a lot of nice cameras, we would do stuff like this. So it's guys who just basically say yes to everything. So one of the episodes that I saw is they spent 
It's, they saw how long they could live in an airport. Because there's a documentary about a guy who lived in an airport for 50 years in the White Yeah, the one with Tom Hanks. That's yeah, a movie. Sure. So, <laughs> Terminal. So, that was based on a real guy. Oh, so they, really? So they lived in an airport for like five days to see if they could get away with it. And then one of them is like they lived on the streets of L.A. for like 24 hours without anything. Or 48 hours without anything. So Other like than their cameras. Being like homeless. Yeah, he had, he had one single camera mm-hmm. on him. And then one of them was like... We ask our Instagram followers to tell us what to do next. So they post a poll. Where should we go? Go north or south? And I buy, buy a plane ticket right there and go do it. They just do the craziest stuff. That's awesome. You need to go watch. Their, their, um, their motto is seek discomfort. So like they want to do stuff that's going to get them out of their comfort zone and do crazy stuff. Yeah. They're really cool guys. You need to check it out. I'll watch it. Tyler says he would do that if he was single, but Tyler's not as adventurous as he tries to make you guys <laughs> This kid... This kid. And then the last one is, uh, because I am not single, is I've been watching 90 Day Fiance with my wife. That show's actually kind of funny. Did we introduce you to that? No, somebody else did because somebody told me I should be on it. Because <laughs> I think it'd be funny. <laughs> we always introduce, we introduced Garrett to a lot of weird TLC shows. And he you looked, introduced me to the one about the coupon people the really, who live. Extreme Cheapskates. Yeah, that one. Have you seen Extreme Cheapskates? I've watched a couple episodes. It's disturbing. It's really disturbing. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. And that's all we're binging this week. 90 Day Fiance. Uh, spoiler alert for uh, Spider-Man. I told you he was not from a, another dimension. You were right. And you did not believe me. You called that like mm-hmm. seven weeks ago when the trailer came out. Yep. But did you notice the reference to Earth 616? Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool little nod. That was cool. I think there are still different dimensions though. There may be. There have to be with Loki's show coming back. Well, and then what they said for uh, Doctor Strange. Which I saw that it's supposed to be a horror film. Really? Yeah. Won't that be fun? I think it'll be good though. I'd be down with it. And Scarlet Witch is supposed to be in it too. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's all the time we have for you this week on the Culture Shock Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Bye.